0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This podcast is gold. Basketball gold. You're tuned into the best Cleveland Cavaliers podcast in all the land. Basketball gold. Hosted by Mike Fratello
1: and Jeff Phelps. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Basketball Gold with Fratello and Phelps. My partner, Mike Fratello, former NBA head coach, color analyst with the Los Angeles Clippers and the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm Jeff Phelps. Mike is in parts unknown. Where might you be today, Michael?
2: I am on the West Coast in Los Angeles, getting ready for tomorrow's 1 p.m. tip-off of Washington at L.A. Clippers. Got done with Last night's Phoenix game, was, which was one of the low points in the season for the Clippers as six of their best players sat out last night, which does not make it a good situation for the head coach, trying to figure out, how am I going to win this basketball game? But it is what it is. They were down 33, cut it back to 14. And then, unfortunately... Gave up a few more buckets at the end, so they move on to the game against Washington tomorrow.
1: Well, welcome to the NBA today. Uh, that'll that'll be fun. Cavaliers starting a six-game homestand, and it's Indiana, Dallas, Utah, Milwaukee, Toronto, Brooklyn. Opened up against Indiana last night, Mike, and the Cavaliers looked toast. They were down by thirteen points, nine minutes to go, and then they put together a twenty-eight to nine run to close out the game. Terrific way to start the homestand, 28-9 to to close it out after being down by 13. Donovan Mitchell, the guy who won this game, 23 points through three quarters, Mike. He had 18 points in the fourth quarter. You've talked about when you need a bucket, when you need those moments, it's great to have a guy who you know who can do that for you. Donovan Mitchell, put that on full display at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. And
2: another performance, Jeff, where the Cleveland backcourt goes for 60 or more points combined. Uh, and that's going to be perhaps the recipe the rest of the way that that backcourt is going to be something that every team will talk about having to deal with. What are we going to do with Cleveland's backcourt? Uh, the combination of Garland, whose willingness to share the basketball, find open teammates, and ability to make shots from behind a three-point line along with the dynamic play of Donovan Mitchell, night in and night out. You're going to have to figure that out. And then if teams try to compensate and do a little bit more against that backcourt, then you should have openings on the inside for people like Mobley and Allen and whoever the small forward might be on the floor at that time. Should you be concerned about that, Mike?
1: You know, you love the fact, and Garland against the Pacers had 20, so there's 61 points right there, and the team scored 118. Is that a great thing? Is it a concern? Is it, is it too much in the backcourt, or is that okay, that that can become your
2: identity, and that that's what teams have to deal with on a nightly basis? It's who your team is, Jeff. It's how this team was constructed, how it was put together. And therefore, the coach's job is to play to the strengths of this basketball team. You you come out, some guys have dominant front lines, and you have to deal with them. Others have great backcourts, like the Cavs do, and you have to figure out, what are we going to do with these two all-star guards in the backcourt? Our guards on our team aren't as good as those two guards. Mm. So what do you do to try and contain them? Do you make concessions elsewhere? And those are the nights that you need Allen stepping up, Mobley stepping up, love coming in, doing his job. And whoever it might be, Osmond, like it was in the game last night, that has a big night for you. Or could it be Stevens or Coral, whoever it might be, stepping up to do their job.
1: Mike, I thought one of the really interesting things to watch going into the season, how would Donovan Mitchell mix in? You know, would it be a gradual thing where, because clearly you don't give up everything the Cavs gave up to get him and not have him be the guy, but would it be, you know, okay. It's a mutual thing. And and though he and Darius Garland have played well together, it's real clear. Donovan Mitchell is the guy right now. And it's happened really quickly. And it seems like it's happened real seamlessly, Mike, no issues at all. And it's working beautifully and, and working for everybody, which might be the most important thing. How how has that happened so seamlessly? Is it on Mitchell? Did the coaches do it? Did the other players do it? Because I I would think it would be a challenge and it might be sometimes a situation where a lot of folks would have to tread lightly in that situation, Mike, but it doesn't seem like it's played out that way at all.
2: Well, Jeff, I'm going to put you on the spot in a second. Okay. Because you've been around with the Cavs uh, longer than I have. And Here's my question to you. Let's go back in order and try and figure out along the way. Donovan Mitchell is the man right now. And Garland was more than willing to concede the fact that this is my running mate, this is my partner, but he is Donovan Mitchell, who is at another level in this game right now. And I am an all star who's trying to contribute to this. But before this, who was the last man? of the Cavaliers. Was it LeBron James? That was the last person that was the man before LeBron. Who was it then? Let's go back to when I came in. I don't know if there was a man with the team that had Darty, Nance, Price. I'm not sure any one of those guys, you know, Hot Rod Williams, were any one of those head and shoulders above the other as far as trying to step forward and assume the role of, I'm the guy on this team. Name some of the guys over the past years, Jeff, you covering the Cavaliers as long as you have, who have been some of the guys along the way that we should remember?
1: You know, Mike, it's interesting you say that because I don't think there have been too many. You know, if you go back to the beginning of, of the franchise, you know Bill Fitch played two lines basically. Right? It was kind of like a hockey thing. And Austin Carr was drafted as the number one guy overall, but Austin played his role like everybody else played their role. So I don't I don't know if there was anybody there. World be free was the man when when he came to this team, and I would say World fits that category. And then you tell me because you coached him, would Sean Kemp have been the man once he came here and he was leading? a young bunch of Cavaliers that, that he and you led to the playoffs. You know, when who Brevin Knight, and Cedric Henderson and Zedrunas and Derek Anderson, that group of guys and Sean Kemp was at least from a veteran standpoint and guy with a resume, was he the man? Because I, I would think it'd be world be free, Sean Kemp, LeBron and Donovan Mitchell. And that's about the only four guys, maybe Mike in franchise history, who you knew, that is the guy you have to stop each and
2: every night. Well, I I think without question, uh, I would agree with you. And that's why I actually asked the question, because I was trying to think back of how many guys over the the years of the Cavaliers would we say stood out and the teammates who say, that was our guy. So to answer the question about up, yes, clearly. Zydrunas Hilgowskis wasn't ready at that time. To be the man. The rookies weren't ready, obviously, to be the man. Reverend Knight, Cedric, and Derek, um, you know, stepping in, Zadrunas being the, the fourth one of that rookie group. So, yeah, it's been a limited number of people that you could give the title to of being the man for the franchise that stood out, that everybody kind of deferred to during the time they were on a team. And was easier let me ask this did did Kyrie ever have a chance to be the man or not before LeBron came
1: you know what I I don't think so Mike and I say that only because of his youth you know he was a young guy trying to find his way I thought he was you know this close because remember he he signed the contract to stick around thinking I I think that he a you get paid but b I think he thought okay. I'm going to be the guy on this team. This is going to be my team. I'm going to be the leader on this team. And then LeBron comes back. And that changed that thing completely there. So I think he was really close. If LeBron hadn't come back, I think he would have been the guy on this team. Instead, and maybe this is right, maybe it isn't, he was what Darius Garland is now to Donovan Mitchell, which is a supreme basketball player, top-notch, but clearly the other guy has you a little bit and if they can make that work now i think like kyrie and lebron made it work and i i say credit to kyrie on that and then credit to lebron too but kyrie i think had to change his mentality because i think he was ready to go and so if darius can do the same thing kyrie did
2: credit to him no i agree and i'll give you an example of what i think might be the other side of that where we're talking about ones who are willing to try and make it work together, as we see right now with Donovan and Darius. How about that old OKC group? Oh, yeah. Remember, they had they had a couple guys who weren't battling on that team, like Westbrook, Kevin Durant. And there was a guy who now has a very long beard that's playing in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was on that team also, James Harden. Think about that group yeah. and the dynamics that you're dealing with there if you're coaching that team. I always wondered
1: how that didn't work.
2: But do you think anything happened with the Cavs, Mike,
1: or was it just natural that Donovan, with his personality, because, I mean, he he came here to fit in and yet lead, and he's pulled that off, and everybody else has been very supportive while stu- still doing what they've been asked to do. And it's worked really well so far.
2: Well, let's all be honest and, and understand that Donovan is a student of the game. Donovan being in Salt Lake City was understanding that Cleveland's doing something different. And this is the last season I'm talking about. When Cleveland started out with the big front line that nobody does anymore, basketball. Right. And all of a sudden they're winning and they're the talk of the NBA. And now here he is going to Cleveland to join that group. So being the person he is, he's not one of those stars that needs to beat his own drum to make everybody look at him or acknowledge the fact that he's a great player. He does it with his play and coming here. I'm sure there was a little bit on his part of thinking about, look, I don't want to ruin this thing because they got off to a pretty good start without me last year. Let me come in here and see what I can do to help this team become better than they were last year and show them what I'm really all about. People in the Eastern conference may not have understood how good Donovan Mitchell really was. I had a little bit of sneak preview because of the number of clipper games I had done. Uh, but this is a special level player. And that's why Kobe Altman, the front office were willing to give up what they gave up. And nobody is saying, Oh, the Cavs got the best of that deal. No, both teams did well. Markkinen's playing terrific. And for Utah, Utah's winning a lot of games that nobody thought they were going to win. The Cavaliers are doing well with Donovan Mitchell. So that's a good trade. Both teams are happy. Both teams made out well. And you go from there.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?